Coming Up Roses. I'm Kevin. And I'm Kelly. And this is your Saturday, February 19th edition, episode 50 of Coming Up Roses. The big 5-0. The big 5-0. Coming up on one year of recording. Yep. We're getting there one week at a time, chugging to that one year. Yep. Kevin's still listening back to our... Yeah, I've been listening through uh, in chronological order, taking notes so that uh, when we talk about it on the 52nd episode, um, you know, I'm the one that's prepping for it. So there you go, folks. Something different. There you go. Buckle your seats, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I've uh, kind of gotten through. Right now, I got up to episode 17, uh, which actually uh, uh, I had to go through Kelly's Facebook because we did a Facebook Live one time uh, after a hard row of bad recording uh, <laughs> situations we ended up just doing a Facebook live which ended up it started out we were real haggard uh, but by the end of it, um, it it ended up pretty well and I think a lot of that had to do with it. we had some interaction with uh, a couple of people that were watching live so that's cool that may be something yeah. we should do at least once in a while no no all right big no on that <clears throat> big no on that um mm. So this week was the trifecta of fun. It was Valentine's Day, followed by a full moon, followed by the 100th day of school. And for all my teacher friends out there, especially uh, of the little kids, that's the trifecta of fun. There you go. So let me show you some of my, um, my Valentine's Day haul, okay? So... Now, let me tell you something before she starts showing the stuff. Uh, this is where, this is the downside to be married to a school teacher, particularly an elementary school teacher. Because that, that's a Valentine's downside? Day, yeah, because that, there's no way I can compete with the five year olds. Five year olds are always going to beat me on Valentine's I Day. I just wanted to mention that not one of them brought me any jewelry. Yeah, well, goddamn, I'm a Poe. I'm Poe. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. You tell the stories here. Mm. All right, so I got this best teacher ever water mug, and it has a little, um, I don't know what it has in it. That might be a gift card somewhere. It's not. It's like a little keychain with a heart on it and a little pad that says um, best teacher ever. I need to open that pretty soon. Mm. So I got that. Nice. And I got this nice little coffee mug. That is a good size, With an too. R on it for a really great teacher, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. can't be rose or anything like mm -hmm. that. And then I got this one that says, Let all that you do be done in love on one side. And on the other side, it says, It takes a big heart to shape little minds. So that's a really nice little mug. I like that one. It's a good size, too. We have so many mugs. Yeah. Um, and then I got... I got a Dove bar, a Dove chocolate heart, and I got some Russell Stouffer's chocolates, and I got some Russell Stouffer's chocolates, and then I got some Russell Stouffer's chocolates, and then I got some Lugano Brazilian truffles. I have oh, a student whose mom is from Brazil, and um, <laughs> she brings me Brazilian chocolates on. Uh, that's the little girl that saw Encanto. She saw Encanto. <laughs> um, and oh, then these. Okay, you have to try this one. 
These are little like truffles and they're hazelnut and milk chocolate and oh, I thought these coffee were the, flavor. Right, hold on. <laughs> you getting the coffee in that? Right? That's, that's really good. And then that's I got really this really cute little mailbox stuffed with. You got mail. Um, some cute little socks. Dilia like that. Yeah, what do they say? Aw. It says love to hang out with you. When I first saw it, I did not think that it said. I thought it had a curse word on it. And um, some candy in there. So I made out like a champ. And then I got a big giant, I didn't even tell you about this, a big giant stuffed rose. Like it's like really? huge. Yeah. So in your classroom? On a long stem rose. Yeah, it's in my classroom. It's wrapped around the bracket where my TV is. Oh, that's cool. Um, and nobody's messed with it. Uh, like the I got a red one and Robin got a yellow one. Super cool. So that's cool. So Valentine's Day, um, to give you a picture, give you an idea of what Valentine's Day in kindergarten looks like in reality, because in your head you're like, oh, they're all so cute, and they're giving their friends little Valentines, and it just must be so sweet. And it is. It is very sweet. But it is an actual tornado of activity because I believe that the kids should write their uh, who they're giving the Valentines to they should write their name on it yeah a lot of teachers are like don't write the other kids names on it just write who it's from and so you can just drop them in bags but I'm like no and and a hundred percent of the parents wrote the names on there which is fine but the kids have to actually try to read the names and then match the names up with the bag. And there is, you know. Because you push your kids. You push your kids. I'm not to pushing. Do. I just think it's, if I was getting Valentine's, I'd want them with my name on it. Yeah. You know. Um, and then you're not, like, doubling up. Because if they don't have names on them, how do you know? They don't organize. They just wander. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody got their Valentine's out. And all the kids had, like, their little bag on their table. And... It was just about 15, 20 minutes of sheer tornado force activity, helping them read names, making sure everybody's stuff, trying to get them not to go through all their candy, which was a sheer miracle in itself. Um, and then the calm ended, and they all packed their stuff away in their book bags without going through it, which was a win. I count, I count that as a win. Um, we were exhausted. Then yesterday was, or yesterday or today, one of those two days was a full moon, which again has an effect yeah. on people, but especially little ones. And then it was the 100th day of school today. So we did um, the 10 by 10 construction company and we were building our way to 100 days. And they all had their own little hard hats and their own little safety vests. And they had a badge with their picture on it. And we had safety inspections and they had to complete jobs. Yeah. The whole day was, we. I mean, we totally ditched our routine schedule. And we just did these tasks all day long. And it was actually really good. We had a good day. I thought it would be 
hectic, which it was at points, and I did hit a wall at about 2 o'clock where I was just like, I don't know how much more I can listen to. Um, but all in all, they did very well. Well, that's good. That's good. And they took home their hard hats and their vests. I let them take the vest because once they put them on and I saw how cute it was, like, how can I not let them take these things home? So I'll have to buy them again next year, I guess. But Yeah. Um, yeah, so... That's all right. They weren't that, I mean, all together, that wasn't too expensive either. It was about fifty dollars. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that. <laughs> well, good thing I. Didn't <laughs> it's a good thing because I spent the money. But I tell you what, if you guys want to help out, cash app, <laughs> dollar sign K Rose seven four. No, the kids had or fun. Or no, VA seven, not not seven four. It's VA. Shit. Go ahead. Don't give out someone else's cash app yeah, now. One of these days. Why'd you open your cash app? There'll be like a hundred and fifty dollars in there. I, even my I know you don't even look at it. Um, yeah, so the kids went home with lots of fun. We took tons of pictures, so it was cute. And now that's behind us. We have eighty more days of school until vacation. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. I do have an here. Uh oh, you have two dollars and seventy six cents yeah. in your cash app account. How do you have two dollars and seventy six point seven cents? That doesn't seem right to me, Cash App. This is riveting, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't get it. All right. Well, they take they take a piece of everything. Yeah, but what is? Well, let me find out what my thing is. They, Kevin, come on. Yeah, is a dollar sign K Rose V A. In case you want to fund some projects for my kids, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, help a help a kid out. <laughs> help a t uh, kindergartner out. So anyway, it, yeah, this was the week. It's hell week. Yeah. One thing I did realize today, though, is there's a push to start school before Labor Day here in Virginia Beach for the first time ever. Yeah. I mean, when I went through school, we always start after Labor Day. Um, and it has to do with a lot of, in Virginia, there's a lot of tourists. Virginia Beach. Well, is a tourist all, town. All over the, the state, Williamsburg. Yes, but um, we are one of the only ones that still go after Labor Day. Yeah. Most everyone else has made the switch. The thing is, we go before Labor Day, but we still get out at the same time. Which is crazy. Well, they're giving you a little the bit more time. Breaks. Yeah, longer breaks. Um, Which, that's nice. Yeah. I'm hoping the 100s Day and Valentine's Day don't land in the same week. Yeah. Again, because that's a lot. So anyway, my, my Valentine's Day haul over here, it looks like the Hallmark store blew up on the dining room table. And I have a lot of chocolate to eat <laughs> between now and whenever. Um, so that's good. I'm going to break into some of those truffles in a bit. Yeah, I know. That, was, that, that coffee one was really good. Yeah. And then, of course, my brother's birthday is Valentine's Day, so... Yep, we, uh, we mom spent. made uh, spaghetti, well not spaghetti, well, the rigatoni with uh, meatballs and uh, 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 sausage, which was turkey sausage, which was actually really, really good. The turkey sausage I don't know, really, I didn't really eat good. it. I don't eat pasta. Yeah. Um, so we, we had a plan for this week's um, show. Mm. We had it all worked out, what we were going to talk about, what our topic was going to be. 
And then we realized that our anniversary is also this week. Yeah. The 15th, the big one. The f- so. Not the 15th. Uh, the 17th of February, the but it's the February, f- our 15th, 15th anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. So, so yeah. a decade and a half yeah. of uh, the Rose couple here. Um, so we just thought we would reminisce a little bit about mm-hmm. our wedding. Yeah. And to lead up to it and, uh, you know, uh, the everything involved. Uh, do you want to start with the engagement? I think we've told the engagement story before. I think we Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, Kevin and uh, really... Yeah, you like to tell that story because it makes me look like a complete... I don't... I didn't, well, we if you go all the way back, I think it was the very first episode uh, we talked about it uh, in detail. But essentially... Uh, I knew we were. I was going to pop the question. She knew I was going to pop the question. The question was when. And uh, as a joke, we were talking about. I was talking about doing it at the circus. And she finally like started believing me. Like, oh shit, this asshole is going to do it. At and the I circus. hate the circus. Now, I hate clowns. Circus, I do not like the circus. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. And uh, ended up with, because her sister Jen was in town. Uh, I made a uh, arrangement for it to happen at the TGI Fridays where we had our second date. The place is gone now. It's not, now they're putting up. Along with all of our Friday. family. Yeah. Uh, who were all there, and I friends. didn't even notice when we walked in. Yeah, yeah. The I only was thing too busy being pissed off. was like Jinx's car or something like that. I yeah. did notice Jinx's car in the parking lot, but I never connected anything. I was just too busy being mad. Yeah. And then they stuck us at a little table, and I was even more mad. And then they started singing, and I thought it was they were singing happy birthday to someone, and I was even more irritated to just find out that it was a cake that said, please say yes, and they put it down in front of my sister at the table. (laughs) And And then she quickly just (laughs) stuffled it on. Yeah. And then, you know, Kevin's then down on one knee, and of course I said yes, and I turn around, and all of our family that's here and our friends were just packed all on one side of the restaurant, so... Then we scooted over to where, because they sat us down, there were six of us, and they sat us down at a four top in a little, like, dugout that was, you know, not great. I hated it. And, you know, you were I need space. Pissed. I do not like to be cramped in anywhere. You were super pissed. I was very mad. And then we got moved over to where we had one of those cubbies all to our own and um, laid out in such a way that we weren't on top of each other. It was nice. I almost just broke my two bucks. Oh, Jesus. So... She got the ring. Show, show the ring. Kevin, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there was game on planning. Yeah, and you know, when we first started talking about where we wanted to get married, um, neither Kevin nor I are deeply religious. deeply religious. I mean, we both have faiths that we adhere to. Um, but as far as organized religion goes, I was raised Catholic. Yeah. And, I mean, I love the Catholic Church. I love the traditions of the Catholic Church and, you know, the the ceremony itself. But I've had a little bit of a rocky road um, through my life with priests at the Catholic Church. And if it was just one priest that I could say, well, that guy, I mean, that priest was just not great. That would be one thing, but it was a kind of um, a repeating story in my um, my life in the Catholic Church as a young person. Yeah. And so when I did find a priest that I really, really liked, um, it wasn't long before they moved him out. 
and replaced the priest that we had had a bad interaction with at another church. It, it just, it, the first time we met at, um, with the priest at the church that we are members of, I said, I am not, um, I don't want to say I'm not Catholic. That's not true because that still is my religion. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a practicing church going Catholic because of these issues. And I laid it all out for him. Yeah. You were very honest. With and, Bible, right? mm-hmm. yeah. and he said, we're going to get it right this time. And I was like, okay. And he was wrong. The man liked to hit me too. It wasn't every time I was there. He hit me. He was playful with you like that. He wasn't punching you. Um, but so there was some talk about where we were going to get married at first and that really, it had to, you know, it just had to be at a church that just seemed like the right place. And it really didn't matter to me at all. I mean, uh, we came up, uh, if anything, Baptist, my mom was Catholic, but she didn't practice at all. And my dad was religious, but, uh. He was content with watching it on Sunday on the television, and that was that was good enough for Dick Pop. So, uh, and he read the Bible every day and, and everything. And um, I mean, and I grew up in Sunday school. My mom taught CCD. Like, yeah. we were in church every Sunday. That's a part of my growing up. Yeah. Um, just as I got older, I. Anyway, it, yeah. it's a long and complicated story. It is what story, it is. But, it is what it is. Um. Through the process of meeting with him, the first thing that kind of, I didn't, I just was like, huh, what is weird? We had to fill out paperwork, obviously. And when we came to our address, of course, we were living together. Yeah. And so we both put the same address. And he said to Kevin, do you have another address you could use? Which I did. And so we were like. Well, I mean, he's got a house in Suffolk, but he doesn't live there. We're going to put that address. So it didn't really matter that we were living together. It just mattered that it had to look like we weren't, which didn't really sit well with me. Because yeah, what's the point? It's semantics, but I mean, I guess, yeah. But again, it wasn't a uh, difficult thing to do. We threw an address up there. Yeah, I mean, that was fine. And then... He was after me pretty hardcore through the entire process about um, confession. Yeah, I remember that. I remember and that. I am not a big believer in confession. I don't believe in confessing to my priest. Um, and I say this with much mad respect for my family, um, who was all, you know, my dad's side of the family. The majority of them are Catholic. I just, for me, feel like if I've sinned against somebody I don't need a priest to be the middleman and historically I feel like that was put in place in order to control the masses if you go back you know like the priest knew all the dirty little secrets in order to control people and so I just feel like I I mean I can directly go to God or to the person I sinned against if I feel like I need to yeah. confess something. So I really wasn't big on doing that. I didn't feel the need. And he was very uncomfortable marrying us without that. Yeah. He did it anyway. Well, you know, they got their rules. So you uh, got to follow the rules. Come on. Get with the times. And, yeah. and this is my opinion. 
Like I said, this is just strictly me. Um, and then he just, after that, kind of, eh, you know, he was... He wasn't the most um, excitable. I mean, he did, and the, the wedding was beautiful. The wedding was beautiful, yeah. Um, and we did go to the Catholic Engaged Encounter weekend. Which that, honestly... Which was probably one of the best experiences we had Yeah, I mean, they, before we got basically, married. Basically, uh, they used to have, apparently, they, they were saying, I think your mom was telling me it was like a six-week thing. They boiled it down to like a weekend. And we had to take the trip to, it was out by Reagan International. Mm -hmm. I remember it was at the, it was uh, Hilton at the Reagan International. And we weren't allowed to sleep in the same room. We were the only ones who weren't sleeping in the same room. Yeah, because, yeah. We follow the rules. We follow the rules. <laughs> and I even said to her, because as much as I'd love to have broken the rules, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to respect their rules while and we're we here And we had roommates. Weekend. My roommate I never met. Because she was probably in her fiance's room. Yeah. Did you ever meet your roommate? He was there for a few minutes, and he said, "Well, I'm going out to, uh, you know, check some things out." And I was like, "Yeah, I know where you're going." And he they never were came gone. back. No. <laughs> but the other thing was is that, like, we were the second oldest couple there. There was a a, a couple that were older than us, like like they were in their late forties. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the the engineer and the woman he was married. Now you remember little details like yeah. that. I do not remember those little details. And everybody else was in their like early twenties. Like it was like it was bizarre, you know, because we were we were in our. I mean, 30s. we got mid. I was in my mid thirties when we got married. Yeah. I mean, it, I yeah. It was really good though because it gave us a chance to reflect oh, on a lot of things. And consider a lot of things and communicate a lot of things that we probably wouldn't have communicated in that way. I we mean, Kevin and I have been a perfect match since pretty much day one. Mm -hmm. We haven't had a lot of challenges in our relationship. I so think that we got a lot out of that, though. I really I do. too. But I, would, I tell you, there was some fun involved, too, because we had to take these notebooks where we write, and then there, part of it was we give us an assignment to write about. And then we'd have to go and exchange notebooks and read what each of us wrote and talk about it. And, that, you know, that's actually a nice thing to do. It's probably something that we probably could we do. We probably should yeah. still do that. And that's something that people could, should do with your partner. Get a subject, write something out, exchange it, and then talk about it. So, What was shocking to me was the number of people who had not had the discussion about children yeah, or finances. People, yeah, finances and, and uh, children <laughs> they weren't talking about. Yeah. Uh, they were worried about things like, you know, what should we, you know, ask for for uh, uh, on, our know, on our register. And yeah. I was like, register with Wells Fargo, <laughs> which was before, uh, well, it was actually <clears throat> COVID or something or whatever at the time. But but anyway, we had a great time with that. Uh, there was one thing they were talk, trying to push uh, instead of uh, like condoms and whatnot, they were doing the... Uh, the whole rhythm thing. Natural family planning. Yeah. Where they like stick your finger in it. So and it was really kicking. funny because the couple that was teaching it were talking about how they had decided to wait like five years or something before they had children. And so and they practiced this. And then three years three, into it, they just I changed decided my mind. We just decided children. to change our mind. So when I wrote that down, I was like, this guy fucked up. <laughs> the planning didn't work. God had his way anyway. Um... Yeah, but so that was, that was good. It was very good. It um, was an enjoyable weekend, and it was, I think, honestly, something like that is something that people should do. Yeah. 
Maybe not necessarily for not Catholics, religious but necessarily, but like a de- definitely some sort of couples counseling or something. Yeah, it's, it's just a it's just a means of hashing out stuff that you might not have thought about. Mm-hmm. Like these twenty something year olds didn't even go over the basic stuff, but there was some stuff in there, some deep stuff that we didn't talk about, and it was like. Okay, and then we talked about it. It was just a good experience. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing. The priest didn't like that we weren't planning to have children. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, actually, wedding planning was my, like, I completely enjoyed the wedding planning process. Yeah. Um, I liked putting everything together and having the theme. And, and it wasn't know. that I w- didn't want to help. It's just that I suck at it so bad and I don't know anything like you know I don't know you helped pick things like music and food and decorations like you picked the the ice sculpture that was your thing and it was was really nice we had an ice sculpture of the Cape Hatteras lighthouse because his family was from Hatteras it was kind of like a lighthouses became a kind of central thing for us and and still are I I feel like that whole like you're the light in the dark you know, like mm-hmm. that's gonna always beacon me home. Yeah, that just kind of always. Whenever I see lighthouses, I think about our relationship. So, um, they became kind of central to our. And we had each table was named after a different lighthouse. And we had uh, our centerpieces were lighthouses, right? It was like light, and pictures with information about that particular lighthouse, and because um, we wanted each table to have. You know, a lot of weddings do this now, but you'd have a, a centerpiece that somebody at the table, and they worked it out themselves, whether it was a knife fight or if they, you know, whatever. A knife fight. Uh, <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we wanted that guy. centerpiece to be something that people were like, hell yeah, I want that centerpiece. And it was, we did ceramic, uh, we found a bunch of ceramic lighthouses, different ones. You know, back when the Williamsburg Pottery was actually the Williamsburg Pottery. Yeah. Yeah. And then we found like little pedestals and you did some great stuff like you found some netting to yeah, put I mean, on we, them. Yeah, we made all the centerpieces. They were nice. really pretty. We didn't even get one. Yeah, we did. I know I go to like my mom got some one. friends houses and family's houses and I'm like, "Oh, you got one. We didn't even get one." Mm-hmm. Um, Neva got one, didn't he? And we did. I don't think so. Hmm. I know my sister got one. My mom got one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um we got married at 6 o'clock at night because I had always wanted an evening wedding. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to be sweating. Yeah. So we got married in February because I did not want it to be hot. It actually snowed a little bit mm-hmm. on our wedding day, which was perfect. Um, and we got married, and then we had our reception at a club on Damneck Base overlooking the ocean and it all twinkle lighted up it was really really it was pretty, really nice. Very pretty. Was really the um the wedding itself um was long was long uh, it was a, <laughs> a full catholic mass it was not a full there. catholic mass no it wasn't there was well, no was, yeah um, there was no no bread and wine mm-hmm. or whatever but uh, um we had a bagpiper that would bagpipe people in <sighs> and piped us out that was so awesome yeah that was really good and then the wedding itself was great. They wouldn't allow us to do, like, the flowers and all of that, but we still had a flower girl, uh, Rebecca, mm-hmm. who's Richard's, Richard's daughter, um, who uh, at the time she was, what, seven? I don't know. I can't remember. She, 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 her, her name's Rebecca. Her middle name's Rose, which is she was basically named after me, which is awesome. <laughs> and then uh, Liam was our 
uh, ring bearer. And, and he was great. He was so funny the night before when we were doing the rehearsal. You remember this? Yeah. He he's he's a kid. He's he like was like maybe not even maybe two. Yeah, if even three. Yeah, because Cole was Cole was two, so no, he was three. No, no, Cole was like ten months maybe, so he was maybe two. Yeah, well, Cole was walking. Either way, they yeah. were not school age yet. And he's you know being a kid, and the Dr. Biber was standing and talking to he him. He was two. He, he's seventeen now. We've been married fifteen years. Yeah, there you go. He uh, he comes over, basically starts sitting on the man's shoes, and then he's doing this now. He's looking up at him, going. Ah. And there was like a an X in tape, like on the carpet, I guess, to like mark where people should stand. And he had his head on it, and he was like going around in circles on it and stuff. <laughs> it was really funny. It um, was really funny. But come the and day, and he of, wouldn't hold the pillow. Yeah. No pillow. No, no pillow. pillow. Come <laughs> like, the day okay. of, we're like, well, whatever he does, we're not gonna put the actual ring on his pillow, so because he'll just <laughs> fling it like a frisbee and hit somebody yeah. in the face. But you know, so sweet. One of my favorite pictures from the wedding. Yeah. Was the priest like talking to the to them when they got up to the yeah. front? Because they whatever it was the switch came on. Uh, you know, here's the girl. He's holding her hand. They go up to the front. Perfect. They look yeah, they perfect. They did such a good job. And then uh, Father Biber bends down. He's giving them the cheery little talk. Shuffles them to the side. I look up from looking at that, and then you would. That's when I first saw you, and it was gorgeous. You were gorgeous <laughs> oh, with your thanks. dad. Um, it was great. Really good wedding. We had a very fun wedding, and we went out with kazoo's. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then so uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then we had a reception, and uh, that's where the ice sculpture was, and uh, it had that. Uh, um, the you know all the traditional stuff, uh, dance with the mom, dance with the dad. Yeah, all that stuff. We had first all dance. Uh, you did a lot of dancing. I'm not great at dancing, so I did more of the hobnobbing. Yeah. So I went all around to the different tables, and we had tables that were set up for like your dad signed people. Yeah, I mean everybody your, does that at the wedding, yeah. and it was a good time. We had a, an open bar, so I think everybody had fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was one of the non-negotiables. Yeah, we had to have an open bar. I had bar. to have an open bar. The food, I remember, was very good, but I can't remember what it I was. I don't remember the food at all. I don't remember. I remember what the cake looked like, but I don't remember how it tasted. Yeah. Um, it's just those things you get so wrapped up in everything, and then you just the day goes by so fast. The only thing I regret about that whole thing, though, was um, at the reception, we had mapped out where the families were supposed to be and I don't know how it happened but my mom and dad and the rest of the immediates were somehow shuffled into a corner table away from us and I'm like well, how the hell did that happen but by the time everybody got seated I was like it was too late to do anything about it but I was I think whoever like, set the um the room up for us yeah. didn't follow the map the way we had it planned out um, actually, probably in reality with your it dad, probably it probably ended out. up being better because it was a little quieter over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and then we had our best moment of the day. Right. When we car. left the reception and we got into the car, we were um, driven to back to the hotel. And it was so peaceful and quiet in the car after this day of like so much fun. And I can't really think of anything that went wrong. Like, no. I think that there was a moment where they wouldn't let the people in because we were on a base, a Navy base, for the reception, and they wouldn't let the people who were setting up for us in. They wouldn't let them through the gate. 
and there was a call like, oh, we can't get in there to set up because, you know, they're not letting us in. So, but dad took care of that. He's like, don't even worry, I'll take care of that. Um, so that got sorted out. I didn't even think about it. Um, but getting in the car and having that 10, 15 minutes of like yeah, decompression gotta... and quiet, it was the nicest probably 15 minutes that I've had in my life. It was very good. It was awesome. Yeah. It was like all this work paid off. We had a great time. Um, Our guests had a great time. We were married. We had uh, <laughs> we had booked a bunch of rooms uh, or helped people book a bunch of rooms cheap at the Ramada on Fifth Street. So uh, it was nice. We we got their their nice suite. We did and little goodie bag and we gift did bags bag. for yeah, them at the hotel and stuff. I still have pens and pads of paper that say yeah. Kelly and Kevin and the date on With them. The date on the pen still work. Yeah. 15 years later. Um, we hired a photographer. One of the things when we were planning, I did not want a photographer that took staged pictures. Yeah. So, like, I didn't want all the posed pictures, you know. I wanted someone who was just able to catch moments. moments. And we looked around. We found this girl. We went and looked at her stuff. She did our engagement pictures. And it was, they were beautiful. Yeah. Like. Our favorite picture, and we'll post it on the internet every now and again. Maybe we'll, we'll, I don't know how we'll do it, but maybe we'll put a little picture. I think it's on our logo on, on YouTube. But it's a black and white of just us snug, you know, snuggling up on each other. And she took that picture. Oh, uh, it was. It's perfect. She took beautiful pictures. And so, there at the wedding, everything was great. And then, um. I got the proof book. So this was like the back before they would post your stuff on the internet and you'd like see them the next day. Yeah. You know, I think people now get their pictures. They get to see them anyway, almost right away. Um, she dropped a proof book off at the house that had all like one by two pictures, you know, in this nice book. And you're like supposed to look through and decide what you want to buy and what do you want an eight by 10 of and what do you want in your album and, she did right. these beautiful wedding albums that were exactly what I wanted. Like, where the pages, they weren't actual photos, but it was all, like, right in the page. And then she disappeared. And we never heard from her again. <laughs> all I really want is the CD or, or the digital file. Um, we never even got that. We never even got that, because we could have bought that for 300 bucks from her. Now... It's shitty business, and I, and I have since found out that she just closed up shop. And there were other people who she left in a similar situation. Cause I, so she was an amazingly <laughs> talented photographer who didn't know anything about the business side. I don't really know why she decided to just close shop. Um, I don't know why. Um, but, all like I said, all I wanted was... And we got what we paid for. Yeah, technically. So, we like, we paid for her to do the wedding and for the proof book, and then we were going to order, you know, our album and all of that once we saw the pictures, and we just never had the opportunity to order more pictures. And so I ended up doing um, the wedding album myself. I scrapbooked it from, like, scanning, and you couldn't get them but so big or they would get blurry. Yeah, plus we had pictures from people that were there, mm -hmm. including my friend Alex, who's kind of a, a, a really good amateur photographer. She's really good at, at taking pictures. 
She took a bunch of really good pictures and uh, I mean, it focused a lot more on my friends because we have a lot of mutual friends that were at the wedding. Mm. But she took the three group shots that I thought were the, the mm. best group shots. Um, yeah, that's probably my biggest regret of the wedding, though, is yeah. the photographer the and the photographer, way that worked yeah. out. Everything else was good. Um, I just wish I had had the opportunity to actually get real deal photos. Yeah. But at least nice. we got the proof book. And we actually got to see the photos. They were beautiful. They, they were. were really, really, really beautiful. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't a complete loss, but just disappointing. Yeah. Um, and we had a crasher. We actually had a wedding crasher, which I didn't think would be possible because the wedding, uh, the reception was on a military base. So I was like, who's going to crash a military base post 9-11? I mean, they had the, 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 the jersey walls out and everything. Like, you weren't getting in there without them knowing who you were. wasn't. But yeah, he was right. a soldier. He was the Marine. He was actually ended up being the Marine. I had to lift up a dozen times uh, <laughs> the first night we went out on a date. Which, you know, if anybody's going to crash a wedding, let it be that's, that guy. Yeah, let it be that guy. Um, you think ours was bad trying to get in there. My sister had her reception at the same place, but her wedding was in October of 2001. Oh, my God. So when September 11th happened, we were like a month away from her wedding. Everybody got anally purged. And we were like, oh my God, no one's going to be able to get on the base because of course all the bases were locked down. But you just had to show ID and it was okay. Um, yeah. So 15 years. 15 years. How do you think our relationship is different now from 15 um, years ago? Well, I will say that with anything like that, you the, things are different when it's new, and 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 you know you're fine. You're still finding out things on the daily when it's new. Now, 15 years later, we're probably not finding out a whole lot about each other. <laughs> we pretty much learned everything each about each other that we. But there's a there's a warm comfort that you have now yeah. that you that we didn't have back then, and that was just because you know. It's new, but now you know, we're all pros at it, and it's like there, there's a, a just a warm comfort in knowing that you're going to be there for me, and I'm going to be there for you, and it's like great. Doesn't matter what we have to face; we've, we're doing it together, and we'll get through it. And we've always been really good. I'm sure that my friends of, you know, and my family probably too, has spoken behind my back about. Um, the amount of time that we spend together. But we've always been very good at protecting our time. Yeah. Um, so, like, if I'm off and he's off, I'd rather just be with him. So it's like I don't go out and do girls' nights and travel places really without him. I did a lot at the – not a lot, but more so at the beginning. Yeah. But now it's just like I just don't want to be away from Kevin. So if – I mean, I'd rather be home sitting on the – recliner next to him and and now we we have gotten complacent this is mm -hmm. one thing that we have to t we have yeah yeah i i i brought this up earlier this week we've we kind of fall into this rut of routine and we're both very routine oriented people i think you're very predictable you sell the same jokes and the same lines over and over and i often say like you need to get a new line but we can go to bed at night. He'll be falling asleep in the chair, but he goes to bed and he turns the TV on and he's on his iPad. And I'm usually reading or on my iPad. 
and he'll fall asleep before me, so he'll turn his light off, and he, he roll, you know, rolls over, goes to bed, and it's been a while, and all of a sudden, I was like, we don't, like, kiss each other goodnight anymore. Yeah. And so he, like, he was like, oh, I'm going to bed. We say goodnight and have a good night's sleep, whatever, I love you. And I was like, can I have a kiss before you go to sleep? We're just not going to do that anymore. And I hadn't even realized it. I, I was like, no, oh, wow, you're right. We just got complacent. We're making and... that, putting that back into the repertoire, you know? <laughs> it sounds silly, but it's like one of those just little things. You do get just complacent and comfortable. Yeah. And, um, you there know. is such a thing as being too compl- too warm and comfortable. You gotta. You have to still. You gotta put effort in. Take care to like let your partner know mm-hmm. that you still matter. Um, I probably no, I didn't actually because we restarted our podcast <laughs> last week, mm-hmm. and it was Valentine's Day was coming up, and um, Kevin was driving me to work as he normally does every day. And I said, hey, can you do me a favor? He was off. I'm like, can you stop and get a birthday card for Michael and a gift card and, like, a Valentine's Day card for mom and dad and, like, some sugar-free chocolates for mom? And he's like, yeah. And I probably should pick up something for you while I'm there. And I was like, don't bother. Like, just the fact that you said it to me, I was like, oh, like, don't add it to the list of things you have to do. Now you have to buy me a card. Which I shouldn't so, have said it, but I was just more or less kidding around. And I was, you know, as soon as she said it, I was like, oh, i got to give something for Kelly, too. You know, it's just he because... He said it out loud. I, I, it's February, you know, and during the pandemic, every day is the same, you know? It just had this effect on me, like... Yeah, you were a little pissed. I was, for a, a couple of days. Because, I didn't even pick up on that, either. Because later on that afternoon, you were like... I went and I got the stuff for your mom and for Mike, and I was looking at the cards, but you said not to get you anything, so I didn't buy you one. And I'm like... Which I had. Really? Really? And he's like, what? You said not to. And I'm like, of course I said not to. <laughs> but, like, because you told me, oh, now I have to buy you a card. Like, don't bother. And, and he's works. like, I'm in one of those situations it. where I, I can't like, win. It's a trap! <laughs> <laughs> we sat down to record our podcast that night, and I was so salty. <laughs> that we were 10 minutes in and I'm like, we need to stop this and probably start again because I was bitching at him so much about it. And it, and then of course, you know, he had, well, he says he had, he might have gone out later and done it after I gave him a ration of shit. I don't no, know. I, I did. It isn't even about the thing. It's like the thought. Yeah. And so the thought shouldn't be. And then your response was, Oh, well, go to and buy that shirt you want on, you know, QVC or whatever. Well, the, the thing again, is, like, I don't want to go buy it for myself. I can do that. Yeah. And I do. I want you to think, what was she like? Right. And Valentine's Day, we've never really done much on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Because it's my brother's birthday and our anniversary is so soon after. It's just, we've never really celebrated Valentine's Day. Not really, no. But, you know. I remember, though, um, to go back to the weekend that your sister was here when, we were gonna, when I was going to pop the question. Valentine's Day, we went to Cheeseburger in Paradise for Mike's birthday. And I was working, and at the time I wasn't working from home, so I was in Chesapeake. And I was going to meet you all there. Mm-hmm. I remember this. I had had a bag that I had already bought for you with a card and a little something in it. Because it was Valentine's Day, and I had something for Mike. And... Uh, 
you would, for a half a second thought, I was giving you the ring but then. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah. But I was just Valentine's Day. Yeah. And then that's, I think that was the moment when you realized, this fucker's really going to do it at a circus. God well, and then there was a the time you brought the gift to me at school that was not school appropriate and told me, don't open that up all the way here. Because it's like, like, what kind of, what's going on here? What, Christmas hey, this Rocky, year? And then I was, been, it's been a rough year. Watch but me pull a rabbit out of that. <laughs> literally, <laughs> I ordered and wrapped most of my own gifts. Most of them. I think that was for your birthday. I think we need to thing. just, we need to like make a, more of an effort to be thoughtful in yeah. that way. Toward We've gotten real complacent. Yeah. We were like, oh, here, here, happy birthday two months in advance because you need a new iPad. Yeah, happy birthday. You know, yeah. I think we need to make more of an effort in that, in yeah. that way. But beyond that, the good stuff is the good stuff, you know? We have zero doubt that we're there for yeah, each other. Yeah, and it is nice to know that there's a person that will do anything mm -hmm. you need that person to do. And we still have the car, you know? I've talk we've talked about this before, but whenever we're in the car, particularly if it's just me and you, that's the best time. Because it's really the only time we have together where it's just the two of us mm -hmm. is in the car. So uh, we do it every morning, you know, going taking you to work. And um, we'll have a little bit more time together because I have the weekends off. I won't be able to pick you up from work because I'll be working. But still, you know, we got that morning time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll always have the car. I don't care where we're going. You know, when we say, okay, let's take a couple of days and we'll go somewhere for a weekend. I'm down for it. Doesn't matter where we go. I'm super down it's for it. It's usually me that's not down for it. Yeah. Especially as I've gotten older. I'm just, I really just want to stay close to home. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I wouldn't mind going back to Tennessee again. I know. We can go to Pigeon Forge or mm. Gatlinburg or Knoxville. Yeah, we could. We got to get back in shape. We do. That's a big thing, too. Yeah. Cause Not that I was ever in shape, but I need to get out of this, whatever shape this is. We were both in really good shape a while. I was before never in really good shape, Kevin. When, before your gallbladder, we had lost a bunch of weight. We were in the gym three times a week. We were on a good track. We were on a good track. I was not in good shape. Yeah, you were in much better shape than we are now. That's uh, 100%. Yeah. Damn gallbladder. So. so, all right. Anyway, look, we've been talking for 46 minutes. Oh, Jesus. Um... Yeah, so all in all, our wedding was great. Marriage is greater. Um, Still good, knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for just jinxing us. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So we're going to come back with some do-it-yourself therapy. Or a couple question, couple's questions. I don't know. We'll so figure we'll do it out. Do-it-yourself therapy. All right. We'll be back in a minute. Topics therapy edition. Uh, do it yourself. Do it yourself therapy. Therapy. Which this is turning out to be my favorite box. Yeah, we when we just talked a little bit ago about how you just know everything about the other person, but I've learned new things about you through this. Yeah. 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 All right. So the first question is: Is it possible or impossible to live in the present moment? No, it's very possible because you're there, you're living it. So. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you, I guess what they're saying is can you fully enjoy where you're at in any any moment? And the quick answer to that is yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously. I wouldn't say it's impossible. 
Uh, I'm the type to try to not to dwell on the past. And as far as the future goes, um, when I start thinking about the future, I look at like the state of things, and I and I'm almost like your dad, where I'm thinking that how bad it was going to turn out. Uh, and I try to find things that make me think, well, this makes me hopeful, or this makes me hopeful. But as far as for the most part, yeah, I live in the present because yeah. that's where we're at. Yeah, I like I said, I don't think it's impossible to live in the present moment. People do it all the time. Yeah, everybody lives in the present. Yeah. That's how time works. <laughs> all right, well, that was an easy one. What color is the sky? No. <laughs> uh, in a movie about your life, who would play your mother? <laughs> wow. Holy moly. Who would play your oh, mom? Wow. Um... I don't know if I can safely answer this question. In a movie about my life, who would play my mother? Wow, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. Sally Field. Wow, really? Okay. I mean... It's hard. To, I mean, there's no actor trash. And I'm trying to think for my mom, too, and I got nothing. I think about her in uh, Forrest Gump, where she just did what she had to do for her kids. And that's she that's was, not what you want to talk about. No, but it, like she was <laughs> always like supportive and making yeah. sure things were done. And, you know, the kids had what they needed. And then I think about her in Steel Magnolias, where she went I get and you. did, uh, you know, very protective I have to say Sally Field. Yeah. I got nothing. Um, <laughs> I can't think of any, like, mother figure out there that was like my mom. Because my mom was, my mom was not an average person. She was fierce, and she was funny, and she was super generous. But she could throw down and, and hold a grudge and had no problem with holding a grudge. And she loved bingo and grandkids and 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 just laughing and not having hangups and you know there's no actress out there like that. So I got nothing. All right, legit. Mm -hmm. Um, what's the biggest lie you told as a child? I suck at lying. He does yeah, suck at lying. I'm so bad at it. I, I just not I just not I, I can't think of one. His cause. his gut instinct is to just tell you what he thinks. Yeah. And so lying is difficult for Kevin. Yeah. You I, can kind of see it on his face. I really got nothing. Even as a kid. I can't think of anything. Well, I was really shy as a kid, and I didn't really go anywhere or do anything, so it wasn't like I was out there causing trouble. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. Uh, let a friend of mine drive my car one time. We almost killed a person. I don't know if I was very honest about that right up front. Mm. Um, but I didn't really lie. No, the one time I did something I would have wanted to lie about, I got caught red-handed. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not my strong suit either. Mm. Is your glass half empty or half full? Depends on the day. Today at 2 o'clock, it was half empty. Like, almost completely bone dry. <laughs> um, but then there are these little moments of the day that make it better. Like, 
So the kids were all dressed, we, you know, the construction, they were a construction crew today. And they were doing this one task called write the room or count the room where they had to walk around. There were pictures of different construction tools that had like objects they had to count and then they had to write the number on their sheet. So they had to find the pic matching picture, count the number, write it on their sheet. And there were 20 of them. They just had to go around the room looking for all of them. And so I was just sitting on the counters there walking around and um, one little girl walked in front of me. She goes, I want to quit this job. <laughs> <laughs> thing um at moments like that it's half full in life in general i have to say half full yeah well, that's good yeah um i i i, I struggle with this because I, I feel like i'm a realist like there was a meme i saw and i love this meme it's, it's three glasses uh and they're all half uh filled halfway with uh a yellow liquid one of them says i'm half empty the other one says well i'm half full and the third one says I think this is piss. <laughs> <laughs> so that just that just strikes me as funny. I'm a realist. Um, I, I I do try to find the optimism in things. I think I I clearly see the bad and the pessimist side of things, and I can understand it. But I still try to find the upside. So uh, and the like you look at the news now. And there's not a whole lot of upside in the news. But you know what? There's a bunch of truckers up there in Canada fighting for freedom. And a tyrannical government that's going to do everything they can to shut them down. But those guys are still staying there, sitting there in their trucks, holding on to, to the line. And God bless them. So. This message go. brought to you by Truckers United. Truckers trucker fuckers <laughs> um i would have to say you're always an optimist yeah yeah i mean you never have a oh we're totally screwed attitude you kind mm -hmm. of are always just like well you know unless you get on a rant um what movie always makes you sad or even cry Ooh. the the wow uh, Marley and Me hit me hard. That's the one yeah, I was going to say. Um, that was I tell you what, though. The last fair. time I actually shed a tear in a movie, and this is going to sound silly, but it was Captain Marvel. And it wasn't because of Captain Marvel. It was the first movie that was released after Stan Lee's death. And the you know beginning of the film, they were doing the Marvel logo where they have all the images of the different characters that are going to be in the movie. Well, they replaced all of them with images from Stan's cameos in the different Marvel movies. And that freaking hit me in the face. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I started, like, tearing up in the, in the theater. So, there was that. Marley and Me was rough. <laughs> yeah. That, if you're a dog lover, uh, that was a tough one to watch. Yeah. Um, Gut-wrenching. Um, a sad movie... I'm not a big sad movie fan, so I don't know. You know the other one that, that one that affected me uh, the first time I saw uh, Black Hawk Down at a theater. Um, me and uh, Brian Compton. I want to say Richard was with us. We were just let's go see this movie. Brian had heard it was great, and at the time I really wasn't interested in seeing any type of war movie, but I said sure I'll go. What the hell. And it ended up being one of my favorite movies, just because 
you get a real appreciation for what those guys do when they're in those situations. And they're, you know, it was a horrible, horrible situation they were put in, but they stepped up because they were stepping up for the guy next to them. Well, it's like Lone Survivor. Yeah. Extremely difficult to watch. It's very difficult to watch. Yeah. So I guess if if you're looking for an emotional response, those are the two movies that hit up. me the hardest. Up. Oh, God damn. <laughs> they hit you in the face right at the beginning. Up was terribly sad right at the beginning, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, let's see. Who do you know that needs to get out to get out of therapy? Who do you know that needs to get out of therapy? What? That doesn't read right. Who do you know that needs to get out of therapy? I don't know anybody who needs to get out of therapy. Yeah, that's stupid. That's a dumb question. Maybe who needs to get therapy, but I wouldn't say that. Uh, God damn it, Box. There's always that one bad apple. Yeah. All right. You ready? Sure. What embarrassing moment has stuck with you over the years? Well, I shit on myself several times. <laughs> um, I talk about our wedding. When we were standing up there, there was a lighting of a candle uh, situation where, I guess, it's a Catholic thing where you light the candle and then you light A the unity candle? Yeah. It's not a Catholic thing. Oh, wow. When she lights my candle, she starts dumping hot wax right on my hand. And it was all I could do not to just start screaming obscenities right there in the church. Father Right would have been like, I was right about you. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I guess. Okay, my most embarrassing moment mm -hmm. I was teaching, it was my first or second year of teaching. And we had an assembly in the cafeteria. And they had, of course, the kids all sit on the floor, and then they put these metal folding chairs up for the teachers to sit in. And we went in. There were parents and everything there. I can't remember what the assembly was, but anyway. Um, kids all get on the floor, and I sat in the chair, and whether it was me and my size or this chair was just had seen better days, but it completely just oh collapsed. It was horrifying. Probably my most embarrassing moment ever i just figured out one. Oh, okay yeah. uh this is when i was working at canon i was very good at what i did and one day all of the uh, higher ups were going into a meeting so basically they had somebody who was walking the floor as a you know supervisor and they asked me to do that and i was like sure i've done it before just walk around if anybody needs anything they all the supervisors or whatever in the meeting so i take care of whatever it is that needs to be done well Next thing I know, they got people coming. Like, they sent one of the managers out, and they said, we really need you to come into this meeting. I'm like, really? I'm out here doing this. We'll get somebody else. We need you to come in here. And I'm like, all right, well, sure. I'll go in there. And uh, it's basically everybody that's above me at Canon, including my buddy Chuck. If you're watching, buddy, I, I know you remember this. Uh, so I just sit myself in this corner because I shouldn't even be here. I don't know why I'm here. They start announcing this this award they were given out and uh, called the Canon Spirit Award. Now, it sounds great. It's really a, a great honor because it's, you have exemplified Canon values and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. But the last three people that won it had horrible shit happen to them. Like one of them had an almost near-fatal heart attack in his yard. 
and the guy before that got in a car accident and couldn't play golf for like a year. And the guy before that, some horrible shit, he got fired for something. I mean, horrible shit was happening to these people as they got it. So they start talking about that, and I'm like, oh, shit, they're going to give me this thing. I don't want this thing. This thing's cursed. So then they said, and the, the, the people that were nominated is, and he says, you know, Tony blah, 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 I don't want to say his full name. Uh, he got nominated. I'm like, oh, great. Jesus, that's a bullet dodged. So he walks up, and he's shaking hands and all this, and, you know, and he backs away, and the president of the company looks up, and he says, and also Kevin Rose. And the room got quiet, and they all turned, and everybody was looking at me, and I said, oh, shit. <laughs> Clearly, audibly, oh, shit. <laughs> and, uh, and you're wondering why you had trouble moving yeah. up the chain of... Uh... Well, at the same time, there were these people there from, like, PeopleSoft, that were the software that were, we were getting ready to use. And they had, at the time, this big chart with people's pictures on it, the, the hierarchy. And this lady who's been working with me, I was working with them to, to on the release. And uh, she's looking at the chart. She says, where are you at on this chart? And after we just had this conversation, I was, like, giving her the good business. And I'm looking at her like, I work for her. And then I just walked away because I'm like, nobody. I'm just a fucking peon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Uh, all right. What's your question? Nope. Next. Let's keep doing that upside down. Uh, if you had three minutes, what one question would you ask Sigmund, Sigmund Freud? I would have nothing to ask Sigmund Freud. Your questions suck. I know. What would you ask him? Where to get all the coke. Okay. Sigmund Freud, I'm not making that up. Sigmund Freud uh, prescribed cocaine like it was candy. Well, it used to be almost like candy. They put it yeah. in drinks. They put and it in Coca-Cola. And his wife died of a cocaine overdose, they, and they realized, hey, shit, I need to get into something else. Yeah, they, it was not an illicit, illegal drug at the beginning. Yeah. All right. What do you say that sounds just like your mother or father? Ooh. Uh, oh, I know this one. There's so many things, particularly with my dad. He used to have sayings that he did all the time, like the Hanlet, Hanlet, or... Um, better out than in. Better out than in. That's one of my favorites, because uh, I fart. <laughs> and uh, um, it was a kid, using your kidneys, which he meant, you know, his brains, he pointed his head, and he's using my kidneys. Yeah, but you don't say those things. No, I don't say all those. You, when you start, you have a Boston accent, and I don't know, you must have just got it from being around them. Mm -hmm. But you'll say water or um, pitcher. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go take some pitches. Uh -huh. Like, that'll slip out every now and then. I, I have kind of a weird upbringing because I do have a lot of the mixture and language there. So, mm -hmm. but, uh, but it's only when you're talking with your family or you're around your family. Yeah. Or you've just been speaking with them that you have that. <laughs> comes out. It's funny. All right. Oh, uh, last one. Oh, what do I say? Wait a minute. That's like my mother or father? I don't know. Um, my mom has this phrase that she would say, well, or like you'd say, oh, so-and-so was really pissed about that. And she'd say, well, you have a lifetime to get glad. And I say that sometimes. You have a lifetime to get glad. I like the one that your dad uses. It's like, I guess we'll just be sitting here with our dick fist. <laughs> That was an accident, he said one time. That just turned out to be really funny. <laughs> Dad has lots of funny ones. Phenomena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, do you do a good job 
of seizing, seizing the day. Of seizing the day. No. Probably not. I wouldn't say either one of us are, are great at it. We're not getting up in the morning saying, let's set the world on fire and make a million dollars. No. You know, we're just... I'm just like, let's just get home and get back to bed. But you know what? Seizing the day can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. You know, uh, the pursuit of happiness does not mean that you're out there making a million dollars. No, I think seizing the day is you're taking advantage of whatever opportunity. And it doesn't have to be about making money. No, no, no. Uh, you could go for a hike up a mountain and get to the top, and that could be seizing the day. Yeah. Like you took advantage of your day and did something worthwhile. I'm, I don't feel like I'm good at that. I, in fact, I know I'm not good at that. Yeah, well, and, and the thing of it is, the the definition of worthwhile is a sliding scale on a daily for well, everybody. Pretty much everything's more worthwhile than sitting on the recliner coloring pictures on your iPad for two or three hours. Yeah, but you're petting your puppy. <laughs> making true. the puppy grow very happy. Mm-hmm. I guess. I'm not good at seizing the day. Yeah. No. Well, all right, no, well. And, you know, we talked Go ahead. recently about, like, depression. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like that's been creeping in in the last few weeks. And maybe it's a seasonal thing. I think we need to... And we need to exercise more. Get rid of all this candy and <laughs> exercise and start eating right. That's really... Get rid of all what candy? <laughs> all this candy? We should just get rid of all this candy? Yeah. Um, I th- I, honestly, I think uh, we, d- we just need to get back on the ball. Because it's been, you know... I, I know when my spiral started, and mm-hmm. it's just... I need to stop spiraling and get back on the horse. Mm-hmm. So... That's all it is. Too. I'm ready for the pandemic to be over. I'm ready for the hate to stop. I'm ready for all of the political maneuvering. And I, I just want people to, like, not be shitty all the time. And they're shitty all the time. Yeah. I can't watch the news anymore. And then everyone's got such a valid you know everyone's opinions are valid but they have such strong beliefs in their opinion that you are just flat wrong if you don't agree with them exactly and we're going into some territory where it's just scary like just let people share their opinion if you don't like it be quiet um do what you know is right in your heart but people lately are just miserable yeah. I'm tired of miserable people. And I'm turning into a miserable person. Yeah. I feel like that that's part of it. Like, I get caught up in the... I just want to be carefree about shit again. That's what I want. Well, well that's where I'm thinking we get we start getting healthier. We start traveling. We're doing stuff. No, but I have to go to the gym in a pandemic. <laughs> well, we got the, we we bust out the bike and start yeah, doing the the, the reclining bike, the recliner. I'll I'll pull it, pull it out tomorrow and put it in the living room. Yeah. So that'll make mom happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But either way. Anyway, all right, guys. Oh, one last thing. Uh, we were going to promote on oh, Facebook. I did forget about this. Uh, the the show we have a Facebook page now. The Facebook page is still there, but we uh, we tried to pay them. To promote boost our the show, ad. We've tried to boost the post. And I got an email from Meta, who owns Facebook now, um, saying that our ad account had been disabled because we don't follow community standards. 
And I don't, I honestly, you know, at the bottom where it's like, you're just going to click, I agree. <laughs> I tried to read that. I don't understand it. You have to be a lawyer to understand it. And they don't tell And I thought, we're not doing, I'm do. not selling anything. I'm not, you know, raising money. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm just promoting a free podcast from two random people who literally make no dent in the world. And just maybe somebody would want to listen, and so here we are. And we don't follow their community standards. So so we're going to share it, and we're going to keep sharing it. If you guys could see that we're sharing from um, Coming Up Rose's page, that's where we're going to put all the YouTube and um, Spotify links. And then we will share on our Facebook page that post. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could share it join our page just click like or follow you don't even have to listen click like or follow and then maybe give us a share every now and then like share comment we love comments i love i've been reading the comments from the prior episodes just you know comments are always welcome i love reading them you leave comments Um, on our page too and leave comments on our page uh special shout out uh the uh, uh your mom and dad were in the logan family zoom and I got a, 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 some good encouragement from uh, Aunt Patton and Ann, uh, who <laughs> enjoy the YouTube because she likes seeing our faces and our expressions. And uh, that's good. So here's our face. <laughs> um, she likes when I roll my eyes at you. <laughs> yeah, she does. She loves that. Uh, love seeing you guys. Uh, love talking to any of the fans out there. We, we, we truly appreciate you guys watching and and doing all that. This has so, been our this is our weekly therapy. Yeah. So like, comment, share, uh, <laughs> cash app, dollar sign, K Rose VA. <laughs> Don't say that. Facebook will discontinue yeah, us completely. True that. True that. <laughs> we'll we'll be like Trump. We'll be banned off of Facebook. Yeah. We'll have to. Hopefully, we'll we can be, stick it we'll out on worse Spotify. Than Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.